Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. Let me begin with the first slide. The first slide just says this. How would you dream if you knew you couldn't fail? I, I think it's a very, very good question. Because, you know, when Jesus promises life and life more abundantly, He, he didn't want us to live a life of limitation. Especially in our minds. Uh, you see, because if God wanted you to have, let's for example say, use a number, we use a number for you, 100, and then you end up dying with only 50. Now, I don't think it's God's fault. It has to be that we take responsibility for the way we think, the way we feel, the way we choose to think and feel, the way we decide. Because if God really meant for me, Kenneth Chin, to have 100, then I don't even want to die with 99. <laughs> so if you knew you couldn't fail, how would you dream today? Now, you are sitting in a place that was once upon a time a dream. I walked in here when the Holy Spirit told me that you're going to take the fourth floor, I'm going to give it to you. When we walked in here, it was an old disco, run down. Uh, the smell was smell of a, I was going to say a thousand smokes, but it's probably about 10,000 smokes, you know. People smoking every night and so the curtain was filled with smoke. Uh, uh, the, the carpets were filled with smoke and there were leakages here and there and when I went to the back where uh, we call it the courtyard now, uh, the toilet was leaking. Uh, now listen to me, God turns the ugly to beautiful. God turns the darkness into light. Uh, but you see, once upon a time, it was a dream. You are sitting in a dream come true. My office, if you've ever been there, was empty and nothing and just ugly. And the Lord said to me, I'm going to give you an office there. And I looked at it and I said, in Jesus' name, Lord, I, I don't want anything to limit me from achieving and arriving at the place of dreams that you have caused me to have. Um, some of you know that we have a school called Victory Academy. Once upon a time, Victory Academy was a dream. But I dreamed to have a school so that we can help our students and we can allow our teachers to dream. How would you dream if you knew you couldn't fail? How would you believe if you knew that nothing could go wrong? You see, sometimes we doubt because we always have in our minds something will go wrong. Something will go wrong. I, I can't believe uh, that, you know, you know, I was, uh, I, I bought a new uh, blood pressure uh, machine, reader. And uh, for about three weeks, uh, my blood pressure reading was so good, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I kept telling my wife, uh, I, think, I think this is spoiled. I don't know why we human beings uh, always tend to doubt. This is too good to be true. And so, 10 days ago, I had a very bad reading. 147 over 90. That's bad. No, that's, that's actually hospitable you know, potential. And then I saw it, I go like, oh, why so high? Now I believe. And the Holy Spirit said, uh, when I gave you good reading for three weeks, you didn't believe. I gave you a bad reading, you said, <gasps> How would you believe 
if you knew that it couldn't go wrong. See, ladies and gentlemen, just by catching this, I can already stop uh, and call for auto call already. You understand? Because you know that if God gave you another 20 years to live, are you living your best life? Or are you and I living doubt lives? I know there are troubles around problems. You say, Pastor, there's not enough money in my bank account or whatever else. I've lost my job. They cut half my pay. I know there are real issues. But that shouldn't stop you from dreaming the dreams of God, from believing. That's why the Bible calls us believers, not doubters. See, you've got to train your heart and your mind to believe. And if you, if you have turned into a doubter because of many things that have happened in your life, that every single day you seem to doubt more than you believe, then you may have to be born again, again. <laughs> Just come to the cross again and say, what's happening? Because the cross is always the symbol of positive. The gospel is preached this way. We were all negative without Christ. But when He came from heaven to earth, it, he drew a line. He drew a line down our negative and created a positive. So with Christ, it's always positive. Without Christ, we have every right to be negative. But with Christ, we have no right to be negative. How would you pray if you knew that every prayer would be answered? No, seriously. I mean, ask you a question. Do you really believe that your prayers are being answered? And if you really believe that God loves to answer your prayer, how would you pray from today onwards? See, sometimes our family members can say, oh, I'm having this pain in my body, my pa that pain in my body. My wife just told me yesterday, you know, she has pain in both her elbows. And the Holy Spirit said, what are you going to do, Kenneth? Are you going to reach out straight to her and hold her hands and say, in Jesus' name, be healed? Or are you going to say, oh, maybe try Panadol first, try this, try that. We, we, we seem to try everything else first and then pray later. But if you really believe your prayer work, you will move first. Not only if you believe. If you really believe that Jesus heals cancer. So the challenge is, do you really believe God answers prayer? Or sometimes 50-50? That's doubt again, right? And I find that we most of the time are limiting ourselves, not so much God limiting us. How would you serve if you knew you could never burn out? Burnout is not even in your vocabulary. How would you serve? Seriously. How would you plan if you knew you could live forever? So let's get into the Word of God. Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 to 17 says, And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day you, that you eat of it, you shall surely die. God said, don't eat of this tree. What is it called? Tree of knowledge of good and evil. He said with warning, if you eat of it, you will die. Why? Well, emphasize that part. Because death can be in many forms. Death financially. Death in your dreams. Not necessarily just death in your body. Because you know, after Adam and Eve ate it, they didn't die immediately. So it's not just physical death. Die in your relationship. Die in your meaning, 
purpose of life, die in your belief. You will die if you eat this. So this is the word of the Lord. But you and I know that Adam and Eve ate it. And so death came in, not just to Adam and Eve, but to all mankind because of one man's sin. Are you all still with me? That's what the Bible says. One man's sin and the rest are now cursed. It's a sad thing. But the beautiful good news is that Jesus Christ came as the second Adam. And he was perfect. And he died for our sins that we might live. In fact, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 3, he took our curse. The same curse that came because of disobedience, came because of sin, the same curse was taken by the Lord. Somebody say amen. He became a curse for us and gave us the blessing of Abraham, which is the blessing of righteousness. Amen. Blessing of faith. Now, I'm going to show you the next slide and I'm going to explain it to you. Man was already made in the image of God with all the knowledge, understanding and wisdom. You agree? So why do you think uh, that Adam and Eve were tempted to reach out their hand to grab of the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Because as far as I'm concerned, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, Acts Church that I love so much, as far as we read, uh, Adam already had all the wisdom, all the knowledge. It says in the Bible that he named all the animals. I think some of us are uh, have one child, what a name one child also thinking, ah, Johnny, Ricky, Bob, Kenneth, oh, that's a good name. Oh, I wish I'll name you Kenneth. Chin, no, that's a surname. <laughs> Can't choose that one. He named uh, all the animals. You think about, he was already perfect, you know. Yes? Giraffe. I, I, can't, I can't understand the hippopotamus, you know. Can you imagine? Adam. Hip. Po. <laughs> Potamus. Can't even spell it. Serious, lah, people. Not smart already. Ah. Wise. Knowledge. Made in the image of God. Had everything. He lacked nothing. The next slide says. He, he lacked nothing except the knowledge of evil. He didn't need it to be a child of God. He didn't need it to be a man of God. He didn't need it, need it to be Adam who would name all the animals. He didn't need it. He already had everything. You and I don't need it. I want to tell you now, you are already made in the image of God. You are saved in the blood of the Lamb. You don't need the knowledge of evil. But you see, this is what Satan does. The devil worked on the deception of lack. Do you understand? The deception of lack means that you actually already have enough. You're already blessed. But sometimes the, de the devil will just come and whisper into your ear, no, 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 it's not enough. No, 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 you're lacking something. Who in the world, in this room, wants to lack? Nobody likes to lack. That's why the rich young ruler came to Jesus and says, what else do I still lack? Actually, your marriage is already very blessed. Oh no, lack. Where, where's the lack? Actually, your children are already very good. No, lack. Why? Because you, you, you're comparing with what? The neighbor's children? You're comparing it with the marriage 
that you watch in a movie? Not good enough. How many of you know it's not the proposal that makes a marriage? I think we are, we are people that like to compare. And when we compare, we always end up lacking, even though we are blessed. And the devil likes to play on that. Because, don't forget, this is how he tempted Eve. Genesis 3, you can read it. Did God say that you cannot eat of every fruit? She said, no, I can eat of every fruit except the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because the day I eat it or touch it, she said, we will die. Satan said, the serpent said, you shall not surely die. First lie. Because the devil is a liar and the father of it. John chapter 8, verse 44. Devil is a liar and the father of it. He's a liar. Devil can never come to you and tell you the truth. He's a liar. He's full of lies. He's the father of lies. He said, you shall not surely die. Maybe because uh, he's focusing on the physical. People say, oh, don't smoke. You smoke, you die. Then people smoke like, I didn't die also. Because they keep, they keep focusing on the physical. Actually, something else dies that is even worse. Dying inside. Then the devil says, you shall not surely die because God knows that the day you eat of it, you will become like God. Knowing good and evil. So he's saying to Eve that when God made you, he did not make you perfect. He's suggesting to Eve that he made you with a little bit of a defect. But if you could take this fruit, the forbidden fruit, you would then become like God because he's holding this back from you. This good, loving God that he says he is, he's holding back from you. He's playing on her mind, you see. Playing on this lack syndrome. I'm not pretty enough. My parents love my older brother more. I don't know what else that you can put into your fill in the blanks. Everyone here has got fill in the blanks. It's a lack syndrome. The devil plays on it. You could be the most beautiful lady, you know, in this room, but still you think you're ugly. He worked on the deception of lack and planted doubt in man's mind that God is not really the God he says he is, that God is not really that loving, that God is really not that kind. He held back the best from you. And so, you know what happened? The Bible says, Eve, when she heard that from Satan, believed. Because we, we find it easier to believe in Satan than in God. I don't know why. Find it easier to believe in a higher BP reading than in a lower BP reading. I don't know why. This this. This is a curse that we are living in. We find it easier to believe in bad news about people uh, than in good news. That's why bad news travels very fast. Good news travels very slow. So if I can plant a doubt in your mind that God is not that good, not that loving, not that kind, then maybe now you have to work on yourself. You have to do it on your own strength. You have to reach out for that fruit that's forbidden and then make life complete. You have got to use your own strength to make life complete for yourself. This is the devil's plan. Because God won't do it for you. So do it for yourself. Not knowing that God has already given you everything that you've ever needed. Can I hear a good amen? I want you to compare Genesis 2.25 with Genesis 3.10. Genesis 2.25 says, And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. 
You read that? This was before the fruit, before the fall. They knew that they were naked and were not ashamed. That means they knew already that they were naked. But what's the difference? Were not ashamed. After the fall, after taking the fruit, Genesis 3.10 has this to say. So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. In both instances, they knew they were naked. One, without the fall, was I'm not ashamed in the way God made me. Because no knowledge of evil. No knowledge that nakedness was a bad thing. Because no knowledge of evil. You see, you can look at a person, maybe, maybe you look at me, I'm your pastor, okay, I've been your pastor for 20 years now. You, you, you can see, I mean, none of you probably have this problem, but you can see how it works that, that maybe for the first uh, 20 years, it all worked well. And I could be like, oh, Pastor Kenneth has the word of God, you know, he's a good man, this and that. And then sometimes it can just change. And then you go like, hey, how come it changed, huh? Maybe it was because of something I said, something I'd done, or something, something somebody said to you that I could lack. And you concentrate on the lack. But the thing is, if you didn't have that knowledge that anything could go wrong, that I could do anything wrong, that I could say anything wrong, that I could preach anything wrong, that everything I've ever said in this church is right, then your perception of me will never change. And it can, it, it can be you also. How sometimes things can change is because we now have knowledge of the possibility of wrong and evil. So it's still Pastor Kenneth or it's still you, it's still naked, it's still, the subject hasn't changed. It's, I knew we were naked but not ashamed. Now I know I'm naked and I'm afraid. And not only afraid, I hate myself. And I realized that, that as we allow knowledge of evil to work in our lives, we begin to hide. We are ashamed, we are afraid, and we begin to hide. And although I might still hear your voice now and then, I can't see you. Because you're no longer where you should be. What changes is not that the person change, but the knowledge that's why gossips are so dangerous. That's why rumours are so dangerous. If you remove gossip from our lives and remove rumours from our lives and remove the possibility of talking bad about another person, then only good takes place. So, some people might ask me the question or ask you the question, why put the tree there in the first place? If it was so bad for people, it was, it was so bad for God's children, why did God create a tree and put it there in the first place? Well, it's a matter of choice. See, like this, if God didn't put there, we will never know. We will never know what was on Eve's heart. We will never know what was on Adam's heart. We will never know what they could possibly choose. God is a God who will not just remove things from our lives so that we don't have choice. Because if we say, oh, remove that boss, he's such a such a terrible boss, you know, so that I don't have to come into office every day and feel miserable. No, he won't move, remove that boss. He will purposely keep that boss there because he's not changing that boss, he's changing you. 
And oh, remove that person and remove that prime minister and remove, you know, it's very easy for God to remove. Boom, he's gone. But what does it do for you? Will you and I change? Or will it be like the irritant in the pearl that causes the pearl to form because of the irritant? We've got to choose. Every single day, life is about a choice. We've got to choose. We may not have had this DVCC, this, this church premises. We had to choose. It wasn't so easy. It's a choice that had to be offered. Do you understand that? It had to be offered. It was an obvious opposite. But it wasn't God's will for us to choose it. So, point. This is the point I want you to get. Just because God put it there, doesn't mean you have to take it. Just because God planted it in the garden, doesn't mean it's His will for you to eat it. But it's their word. Just recently, I, let me share you something, well, something personal. Uh, I, I heard so much about Netflix, so I, I subscribed. To my wife's horror, she said, hey dear, we already have Astro. Why? No, because we heard so much about it. You know, there's programs I want to watch. Then she said, okay, but please be careful. I heard that uh, there's, there's, uh, they, don't, they don't do censorship. I said, okay, you know, because I'm not looking for those kind of shows. But I tell you what, Netflix is so full of those kind of shows. I, I only just unsubscribe after just three weeks being on because I have had a problem when I was growing up with pornography. Now, some of you maybe have no problem with that. If you were a smoker before, you don't hang around smokers, is it? You must be wise. Other people hang around smokers, right? they, they feel nothing. But if you were a smoker before, you are more prone to going back like the dog to the vomit. So because I have had that issue before and I had a breakthrough, doesn't mean I can play around with fire, you know? So after three weeks, I'm going like, wow, everything I see also uh, got something to do with the flesh. And I went into one, I thought it was a good movie. My word, it was like pornography. I said, no, it's not going to be in my house. But do you, are, you, are you going to pray, God, please take away Netflix from the world? Let it be there. Lah. Because when I unsubscribe, unsubscribe, I made a choice. And that's even stronger than God taking away Netflix and giving me no choice. Because then you will never know. So I unsubscribe, I unsubscribe and I told my wife, just five days ago, I unsubscribed and my wife said, oh, I saw her from the email that you unsubscribed. Yeah, because it's quite a lot of filth in there, like there and I, you, know, you know my problem when I was growing up. She said, oh, okay, I'm proud of you. See, I, I know myself. And I'm leading a church. I don't want to get into this again because I love my people enough. You see, if the pastor sins into this, he can, he, he, you can almost guarantee uh, that his guys will one by one fall into it. Because the anointing flows from the top. It goes down. So does the curse. So I love you guys too much. I don't want any guy here to be bound by pornography. So your pastor, don't just think about himself, he thinks about you, okay? I cannot afford. Although uh, Netflix has a lot of good programs as well. So maybe I go and watch in someone's house. La. Oh, pastor, it's a very good la, Bible program. Okay, I go. La. You know? I think there was one or two Bible movies or something very nice on, on Netflix. Great, no, you know, you want me to watch, I'll go to your house. Just watch that. La. Okay, but it cannot be in my house. I must choose. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Don't you like this? This is God telling you that He's placing before you. Come on, what? Read it. Life and death. 
You think this good God I would only put life in it? Ah, life. What should you choose? The only choice, lah. No, he puts before you life and and both. What else? Blessing and if I wanted to add the words that we just learned, good and evil. Puts, puts in front of us a choice. And from making that choice, you see yourself. From making that choice, you see your strength. From making that choice, you see what you need to work on or what you don't need to work on. Are you with me? From making choices, you, you know. Someone said before, I don't know a person until he opens his mouth. What he's saying is that, you know, when you open your mouth, you reveal your heart. And when we make choices, we reveal who we really are. What we really stand for. What really our values are. What our belief system is. What our dreams are. Whether we believe in prayer or not, as soon as we open our mouth, we know it. As soon as we make a choice, we know it. Amen. So God is saying, I put before you, Life, death, blessing, cursing, also good, evil. Then he gives you the answer now. Choose life. I love that, right? He puts before you already the choice and then he gives you the answer. Choose life. You don't need these three. People, ladies and gentlemen, you don't need negative thoughts. You don't need bad thoughts about other people. You don't need it. Too, too many of us have got too many bad thoughts about other people that it's not even, you're not even sure whether it's true. But it sounds so good. It could be true. And if you say it more than enough times, uh, it becomes true. But can I tell you this? Uh, the, what the Holy Spirit told me this. He says, Kenneth, this world never needed the tree of the knowledge of evil. Never needed it. And in your life, when you are blessing and leading this church, you don't need to think evil of anyone. None of my leaders, I can assure you right now, uh, has any evil thought from my mind about them. And the Lord is saying to me, take it even deeper, Kenneth. If you hear any rumours about your leaders or whatever, don't, don't believe so quickly. Don't be a man that will show that you are guided by the knowledge of evil because that was never meant to be my will for you. If the husband thinks like that about his wife all the time and the wife thinks about the husband like that, do you know you have a strong marriage? But the husband only thinks, oh, I wonder whether she's unfaithful. And the wife says, oh, I wonder whether that, that lipstick came from another girl or from his grandmother. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> that's, why, that's why sometimes it's, it's, you know how you give people a benefit of doubt? I heard this about this person, but uh, he's not like that one, you know. She's not like that one. You know how you give people a benefit of doubt? It's very important. And it's very hard to gossip with a person who always thinks like that. You know when you come and say, I want to I gotta gossip, I, I want to share with Joy. I got to gossip Joy. Right? And then Joy says, but pastor, maybe. Uh, once you say maybe, you're not so fun anymore. Eh? You're not so fun because you're beginning to try to see the other person's side. And gossip is not so nice with that. It's not so... Tasty. The tasty kind of gossip is uh, everybody agree. Yeah. Oh, really? Ah! Oh, no wonder. I knew it. Uh, I knew it. <laughs> Boom. Devil one, God zero. Okay? 
But if you come to a person, let's say I come to Daniel, and Daniel is very, you know, wise man, man of God. Daniel, no la, no la. Cannot be la. No la, no la. I'm going to check, I'm going to check with him directly. Huh? Check with him directly. Yeah. I also haven't checked yet, no? I'm just spreading the rumor, eh? I mean, we won't say that la. I just, I, but I heard it from credible sources. <laughs> Can you imagine a world without the knowledge of evil? Means there'll be no wars. Nobody know how to do war, no? No argument. Not to say that some arguments are a good lie, you know, it just helps us to get to know each other. But argument of like, no wonder you are like that, lah, because your mother is all like that, you know. That is under the belt, lah. Under the belt, it hurts, you know. No wonder you are like that, your father is all like that, no? But but you see, the thing is, because you knew that the father was like that, if you didn't know the father was like that, you cannot say that. See, I'm going back to the, you have knowledge of wrong, evil, weakness. If you didn't have knowledge, it would be a beautiful world. A world that God meant it to be. If the choice was never there, we'll never know. Life is all about choices. It's not so much what happened to you because we cannot do anything with spilt milk except to wipe it up. So ladies and gentlemen, you might come up to me and say, Pastor, you're talking about choices, but you know how many bad things have happened to me? Okay, I understand. But it's not so much about what happened, my friends. It's about what is going to happen. What could happen. And that is the choice you and I have. What's going to happen, friends? Church is all about helping people make right choices. We teach because we want you to make right choices every single day. Not just on Sunday, every single day. Have the word in you. Have the word in you. Ladies and gentlemen, can I introduce to you today to live a life without the knowledge of evil? Because it was never meant to be anyway. They weren't meant to eat the fruit anyway. Can you imagine all the evil that you know about me? You wipe it out right now, I'm your best friend. Can you imagine all the evil I know about you? I wipe it out now, right now. You, you cannot do anything, anything wrong. My recent health challenge, confidence and check, I want to tell you very quickly. So, about uh, 10 weeks ago, maybe, I had acid reflux. Do you know acid reflux? Acid that comes from your stomach up your esophagus. And it shouldn't go up. God made it not to go up so high. It's supposed to burn up food in your stomach. Yes? a little bit of science. Very badly presented, but you know, that's all I can muster. So it's not supposed to go up your throat, but it's gone up my throat a few times. Oh, the bitter taste. Terrible. Okay, but the worst thing is it gives you heartburn. And when it goes on and on, you feel like you have a heart problem. My father died of a heart problem. Okay, stroke, but also heart attack. And he died at 54. I'm 51. So sometimes it works on your mind. You know, like, oh, is it heart or heartburn? And when it's too long, it gets, you know, then suddenly, you know, sometimes you sweat because you look, you, you, you read, right? You, <laughs> I don't know whether the internet is a blessing or sometimes a curse. But when you, too much knowledge. I was supposed to get my heart checked already in August. But I didn't. 
And things happened so well after that, when I bought a machine to check, because the doctor said, why don't you just give yourself a BP check every day? It was really, I tell you, 115 over 69, 117 over 70, very good, no? Very good, like a 25-year-old man. Okay, praise God, hallelujah. Then, the acid reflux started again, heartburn again, this time round, I'm thinking to myself, oh, you know, because I also felt, I don't know, it's, guys, your mind uh, can work a lot of things on you, one. Suddenly, you feel, hey, 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 hey. You know, because you're reading, back pain, hey, hey. Hey, my, is it my back pain? Uh? Hey, sweating. Oh, how come sweating? Uh? Aircon on, no. And then, there were other things. Uh. I can't remember all already, but so finally, I made an appointment. I made an appointment to see the doctor and to go through a complete scan. Okay. Now that I made an appointment, I'm getting a bit more anxious. Because after you made, you wish you didn't have the knowledge. Lah. But now that you make the appointment, lah, now you go like, oh, how if they find there's blockage? Lah? You know? I don't know why, lah, as I'm drawing closer to the to the appointment, my heart is getting more anxious. My sweat is getting more. The pain on my back is getting more. Suddenly, everything increased. Ah. Okay? Uh, so, I begin to pray. I said, Lord, I'm preparing myself for, for this. And um, help me, Lord. Uh, heal me, Lord. Every day, you know, heal me, Lord. Heal me, Lord. I take communion every morning. Heal me, Lord. Heal me, Lord. You know, by your stripes, I'm healed. But then, you know, I still feel anxious. If we didn't have knowledge of evil, it's a different story, you know. If we didn't have knowledge that something bad can happen to you and you only had faith, it would be a different story. But because we have a lot of knowledge, our friend told us this, our other friend told us that, the other friend died of this, the other friend went, ah, you know. You put all 15 friends together, you get a you get, um, degree of, of medicine. <laughs> Do you know that a lot of people with degrees in medicine, they actually have no degree in medicine, but after... Uh, Dr. Google, you know, uh, you've gone through the whole course, they give you a certificate at the end. Now you become a doctor that diagnoses yourself. You wish you didn't have that knowledge because people who don't have the knowledge uh, is living in bliss. So I'm coming closer to the date. I postpone it once because of something. And you postpone it. Uh, a Korean movie was playing in my mind. Suddenly, Got Korean movie. And it's like, how if I really, you know, it's, it's really a blockage and how if I, you know, I, I die on the operating table and stuff like that. There was a... So, we pushed it to Wednesday and I didn't want to push it anymore because I felt... Something within me, this knowledge told me that you got to do it quickly because, you know... Uh, you'll be fine after you know the results or maybe not. You, you might, might not be fine. Maybe the Lord wants you home. So I'm, I'm of course, you know, uh, trying to be very careful around my wife because it could be the last week I see her. Yeah, I know. See the Korean movie? But I tell you, if you are watching it as I was watching it, tears will flow. I, I guarantee you, tears will flow. Wow. Wow. A world without Kenneth Chin is fine. It's fine. Nobody will miss me. Oh, and then, my, my, and then my, 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 my wife was oblivious to this. Oblivious because I, I, I have to act strong. But every time she says something uh, that maybe is not part of the movie, 
you know? I, I want to tell her, you know, but dear, come on, lah, don't make it so hard for me. You might not see me next week, you know? You know, the guy thing, like, it's like a movie playing. Because she, she was not sensitive to it. Actually, cannot, cannot blame her. Because she's like, you're going for a checkup only, lah. See, even saying that also not so nice. What do you mean going for a checkup only? Anything can happen, no? Then my, when my, my, my wife revealed to me that she would not be at the hospital with me. She would just, whoa, whoa. Then in my mind, already a Korean movie, you know, I think I better say goodbye. You know, in the car. And I sent to my wife, you no, know, I love you. I don't know whether she caught it or not, no. Because she just sent back, yeah, I love you too. But the Korean movie would have her you turn back. Two less lonely people in the world and it's gonna be fine. I don't know why I'm singing that song, but you know, it's just a romantic song. But no, she left, gone. That's it. And I'm there waiting. Wednesday <clears throat> was supposed to be my appointment. But Wednesday, my wife really needed my help to, to take her and her father to hospital. Wednesday already, I thought uh, it would be my last day on earth, you know, in this Korean movie. Yeah. You know how it can play on your mind? It can really play on your mind. Because you have the knowledge. My wife didn't have the knowledge. That's why she's, oh, okay, have a good scan. You understand? Two people can react differently. One has got more knowledge. One doesn't have, except that God will take care of you. Huh? Okay, huh? I pray for you. God bless. Bye. And the other one's like, oh, you don't care. You're supposed to be with me. This is a big scan, you know. Anyway, Wednesday, Tuesday night, the Lord began to minister to me. Kenneth, it is the knowledge of evil that's causing you to become like that. To become someone that you, you shouldn't be. See all this stress, all this anxiety. You know, I, Shirley also didn't know. Except she made the appointment for me. And Shirley kept saying, uh, Pastor, uh, if cannot, I'll just postpone your scan to next week. Uh. Wow. If you only knew that I will go home to be with the Lord this Wednesday and you want to push it to next Wednesday? I didn't say it to her. I didn't say it to her. Because part of me uh, is like, I know that I'm being foolish. Uh. Sometimes you know you're being foolish, but then you... You know, God is, is there to say to me, no, 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 don't, don't reveal anything to them about what's really going inside because God is ministering to me and, and, and I said, no, Shirley, can you please push it back? And then Wednesday was a real test because Wednesday I thought that as long as I can go for the scan, get the results, I'll be okay, you see? Because again, it's about knowledge. You want the doctor to tell you that you're well. But before that, God is already telling me I'm well. So I, I, I'm going to put my faith in the doctor. But God wanted me to put my faith in him first. So on Tuesday night, I tell you what, I already for a week, I told my wife, uh, my wife said, hey dear, uh, any chance to take me to the hospital? Because you know, it was really going to be very, very inconvenient for her on that Wednesday. Other times I've taken her, so many times already. But that Wednesday, she needed help. Not easy to find parking in a university hospital at that time. Anyway, anyway. It was Tuesday night, I had my first breakthrough. The Lord said to me, Kenneth, take your wife. 
you can miss tomorrow's. I said, but tomorrow, God, the f- year early I found out the better, ma. I can't even, you see, I can't even answer Shirley. Uh. Shirley is telling me, not only uh, postponed to next week, she's telling me, uh, so pastor, right after you're scared, uh, would you like to have this meeting, that meeting, this meeting, that meeting? Oh, you know, Korean movie started again. Because she don't understand that if they find something that you have to have an emergency, uh, like doctors like, wheel him now, you know, it's playing in my mind, you know. Oh, God. 99% blockage. Wheel him now. Oh, you know, the movie is playing. My wife is getting a call. I should have been with him. I should have been with him. Well, knowledge, you know. Playing. You know, then surely, oh, I didn't know you didn't tell me. Oh, I knew Messiah. Come Samida Chamanio. Kimchi. You know, all the Korean movie come up. I tell you, really, guys, seriously, you got, you're playing your movie in your mind. Nobody knows. You hope they regret when they finally find out. The Holy Spirit checked me on Tuesday night. Kenneth. Knowledge of evil. You've gone too far already. Your mind. If you didn't know that you could die, if you didn't know there was such a thing as 99 block blockage, if you didn't know no, all this. Come back, Kenneth, to a place of faith. Take your wife tomorrow. Ah, take my wife tomorrow. So I asked Shirley, Shirley cancel the Wednesday appointment. But I did it out of faith. I did it I, I, because God's saying, Kenneth, I do not want you to depend on the doctor's report for your life. I want you to depend on my report. So anyway, listen, I was okay, lo, Wednesday. Right? Still alive, right? Took my wife. Of course, some movie's still playing. La. At least I took my wife and her father one last time. Still playing, the movie's still playing, at least. At least my wife will always know that I love her because I sacrificed my appointment and took her. Oh, God. May the tears really flow And then Thursday was supposed to be the appointment. Cancelled. God, I need this report. Why, Kenneth? Because. Why? Because you know, lah. I don't know. Huh? First time God saying, I don't know, no? That means making me know more than God. What is it, Kenneth, that's causing you fear? You know lah. You're going to put a die, you know, into my heart. You know, even the word is die. Not spelled, not spelled, not spelled the same way, but even the word is die. You're going to put, you're going to pump it in and anything can happen, right? But Kenneth, I thought, your life is in my hands. And I know you're coming and going and I know you're, I'm the Alpha and Omega and I'm the beginning and the end. I, I thought I was the, that kind of God to you, Kenneth. So finally, I got my breakthrough. I said to the Lord, Lord, my life is in your hands. It's not even in doctor's hands. So just to let you know, I went for my my appointment. Finally. Finally, on Friday. On Thursday night, the Lord told me, are you going to wait for the doctor's result before you feel all right? Or are you going to feel all right? I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm all right already. I'm all right. Whatever the doctor's uh, 
result tomorrow, I'm all right. Because my life is in your hands. I'm all right. Do, do you understand uh, that you can get the breakthrough even before the event happens? And many times, that's what breakthrough means. See, if you only get your breakthrough, uh, when you get the breakthrough, that's late. Because anyone can have that, even people who don't believe in God. Oh, suddenly got the promotion. Yay! But how about, yay, before you get the promotion? How about, praise you God before you even get the result? How about, hallelujah, you are a good God, worthy to be praised before they even give you judgment. You see, walking with the Lord is a very different thing altogether. So they, they put all these tests on me, lasted for about two and a half hours, and the doctor looks at me, 51 years old, he said, so you've got history, your dad, this, that, your grandmother, my grandmother also uh, died of a heart problem. And he said, I, I don't see anything. So he wrote down there, near normal. Near normal, because there's very little, 0.7% of calcium. He says, is, 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 I, I don't even know where to point it to you. So I, I, I said, oh, I've heard other people got 20%, 30%. He said, I can't even start with 1%. It's 0.7 and your heart is very healthy. Just work on a few things. Then he told me, work on a few things. Work on your cholesterol, work on... I said, okay. Three months time, come and see me, okay? You're going to work on, work on your own. Lah. Didn't even give me medication, nothing. He said, you, you're going to work on these three things. Okay? Lose a few more pounds. I said, <coughs> okay. That's, that's the most difficult part of all. Uh, and then bring down your cholesterol and bring down... Listen, I smile because God already gave me the result on Thursday night. My recent health challenge, confidence and check. Do you see something wrong with these words? It should be my recent health challenge, check and confidence. But the Lord is teaching me something. Your confidence should come even before your check. And too many of us are not living a confident life because we're just waiting for someone else to check and say that you are good enough, you are beautiful enough, you are pretty enough, you are handsome enough, you are able enough, you are, you are, you know, you're rich enough. No, 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 no. Ladies and gentlemen, as I uh, you know, run the last lap with you, that's my story. It's not the knowledge of good that God is concerned about but the knowledge of evil is the latter that has caused us most, if not all, the problems we've known in the past, know in the present, and will know in the future. Can I, can I get a good either amen or nod if you understand this? Every single problem in our lives, if not almost every, in the past, present, and future is because of the knowledge of evil. If I take that away from you, uh, you will have the best marriage in the world. If I take that away from you, you will have the best children in the world. If I take that away from you, you are the best boss in the world. Because you also don't know how to do evil against your staff. And your staff don't know how to do evil because they're like, no, my boss is the best, always the best. No, but didn't you hear the devil say, huh, hear what? I only have knowledge of good. This church is the best church. Nothing wrong with this church. Well, praise God because I don't know how to do anything wrong with this church. And neither do you think that I can do anything wrong with this church. And neither do I think you can do anything wrong. You understand? It is the knowledge of evil that we meditate on that guides our 
Not only choices, but even our countenance. You didn't even know what happened. Hey, how come this fellow suddenly changed his face? Huh? Like, yesterday he was happy, today he's sad. Well, just check what he heard yesterday. You check what a person heard last night before he came this morning, it will tell you why the countenance has fallen. Bad news always travels faster, but we were called by God to preach the good news. Can you see this? I don't have XS logo, so I just wrote this slide for you. In your mind, can you insert the XS logo? What does the XS logo look like? Cross. Right? Cross. Okay, thank you very much. So, when you look at the XS logo, remember, the cross equals always positive. Can I hear a good amen? Sadly, people have become mostly negative. Is it true that when you sit with a person and, you know, either with a person or with a family, whatever it is, when they already have a certain image about a person and it's a negative image that you cannot hear anything good come out of their mouth about that person, it's always going to be negative. But God wants us to become a people that live without the knowledge of evil. So we've got to start... You know, otherwise, I tell you what, every time you sit with a person, if the person already has or believes in the knowledge of another person that is evil, you will find that he cannot say anything good. Not about the person, not about the country or Malaysia. Lah. You know, have you ever sat with a person, Malaysia is always bad, right? Even when it's good, it's still bad. And so I want to say this to you. The only reason why a lot of us love Malaysia still is because we can find something good about it. And we have also been taught not to curse our country. Gossip is talking about the weakness of others. And it's always more interesting exciting. I said this earlier to you. Gossip is very, very real. And gossip is usually talking about the weakness of others. Give you some scripture. Proverbs 18 verse 8. Is uh, XTV fast enough to put up the scripture or will I be fast enough to? Okay, let's go. The words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles uh, and they go down into the inmost body. That's why, that's why uh, gossip is so, so good uh, in, in terms of its taste to the flesh. A talebearer is a gossiper. Uh, he, he bears the tail and, and, and people love to surround themselves around a gossip because it talks about... You see, why gossip is so good, so nice, so tasty is because it always talks about somebody else. If you came together and talked about yourselves, it'd be alright. But very rarely when we come together, we're actually talking about our weaknesses. You know? it's, 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 it's wonderful to be able to talk about other people's weaknesses because then you don't have to talk about yours. That's what makes gossip really, really, really tasty. It goes down right into our inner inward parts. It's like poison. Proverbs 17, 4. An evildoer gives heed to false lips. A liar listens eagerly to spiteful tongue. Alright, gossip. Proverbs 26, 20. Where there is no wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no tailbearer, strife ceases. Wow, can you see that? Strife ceases this very moment when gossip ceases. When we stop talking bad about others and stop talking about other people's weaknesses. Okay, let's, let's draw to a close. 
2 Corinthians 12, 9, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I love this. This is Scripture. Scripture tells us when you come together, don't talk about each other's weaknesses, talk about your own. If more people can talk about their own weakness, that's where the power of Christ will be revealed. But instead, when we, when we come together, we talk about other people's weaknesses. I wish we didn't have that knowledge. You've got to live in a way whereby I choose not to, because I don't want to keep partaking of this tree of knowledge of evil. Very important. That's why my conscience is clear. You've got to have a clear conscience. You mean you haven't talked about even the people who left you? Yes. This is very important. You've got to have a clear conscience and do not allow the knowledge of evil to, to bring you down, okay? So if I'm going to uh, boast, everyone, I boast in my own weaknesses. I do not boast in other people's weakness. Everybody okay? Just stand to your feet. I'm going to declare something and I want you all to declare it with me, okay? This is a declaration I put on the screen and it's a declaration I made recently and I, I just really believe that it's from the Lord. Okay, let me read it once and then we're going we're gonna to read it together in your own heart, in your own mind. Just read it. Today I choose to reject and refuse the knowledge of evil in my life and all that comes with it. Okay, I mean, I'm going to read it once first. Maybe I'll read it a second time after I explain it. So the knowledge of evil comes with doubt. It comes with fear. It comes with anxiety. It comes with anger. It comes with frustration. The knowledge of evil also comes with gossip, it comes with lies, it comes with exaggeration, it comes with dishonour, dishonouring people. It comes with disunity because you break up the church or break up the family or break up the, uh, the company. It comes with separation because finally, you know, you get separated, that's what the devil wants. And then it finally brings death because uh, God already says, if you take of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will die. So I don't want me to die, I don't want you to die, I don't want ex-church to die. Can I hear a good Amen. So let's all say this together. Today, I choose to reject and refuse the knowledge of evil in my life and all that comes with it. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Somebody say sound mind. From today onwards, I want to speak this over all your lives. Sound mind. A mind that is sound is a mind that is devoid of evil. Stop thinking evil of anyone. Give people a benefit of doubt. Whatever you're hearing, you know, sometimes think to yourself, you know, people who talk about other people, you know, it could come back to you and talk about you also now. The same standard you apply to others can be applied to you. Do unto others what you want others to do unto them. Do unto others what you want others to do unto you, rather, the, the Word of God says. Okay? And finally, Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, Thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.